0: Welcome to episode number 36 of The Playground Project with me, your host, Tanya Pomerantz. I'm absolutely thrilled and honored that you're here hanging out with me, with us, on The Playground today. And before we jump into our career chat with my fabulous mystery guest, I wanted to invite you to follow me on Instagram at puddlejumpcoaching001. I would love to connect with you there. I'm very excited to welcome my truly awesome mystery guest onto the playground today. Please help me welcome the wonderful Anamika Nandi. Welcome, Anamika Nandi. It is such a pleasure to have you on the playground with us today. And as we always do when we have these career chats... We start by putting in some context. So the context is that Anamika and I met while she was a volunteer at OSISO, and our desks were very close to one another. And another thing that I do when we start the Playground Project is I look at the person's LinkedIn About section. So I'm going to share that with you right now. And your LinkedIn profile says, an energetic and creative professional with progressive experience across a broad range of marketing functions and varied industry segments, proven competencies in building and executing strategic plans, administering budgets, and managing projects from inception to completion. Skillful in introducing innovative marketing and advertising strategies for products and concepts to increase customer acquisition and revenue. Areas of expertise, project management, sales enablement, business development, team building and leadership, relationship management, PR, strategic business planning, campaign management, trade fairs, trade shows, partnerships, public speaking, digital marketing, presentations. Voila, that's a lot of things.
1: You could say I'm a jack of all trades, still better than the jack of just one trade.
0: I think you have a lot to offer. And since you have a lot to offer, I want to go right back into high school. Where did you grow up? And what was high school like for you?
1: Well, I grew up in New Delhi in India and high school was actually amazing for me. It's a quite it was quite a different system. It was a very good school that I went to where they encouraged individuals in their, you know, if they had any weaknesses, you were encouraged to become more confident in your weaknesses one of the weaknesses i had was debating and public speaking and then i would be sent on impromptu debating competitions the same day i would be told and i would have to go and come up with things on the spot for me i had a very very it was it was a very good school i went to amazing teachers who took on the role of mentors um i had classmates who i who i'm still very close to They've all gone to gone on to create their own businesses all over the world, right? From India to the U.S. to Australia. So it's a very, very um, well connected uh, group group of us. It sounds like it. And you know, the anxious
0: person in me is is hearing you saying we were told something in the morning, and then we needed to be ready to do it the debate later on in the afternoon. What was that like? Was that anxiety provoking?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And um, you know, like sometimes you have imposter syndrome, and that's how you sometimes visualize yourself as. But it's it always takes another person outside to see what's already inside of you. So although they pushed me to do these things, it was it was it was actually very intimidating because you're put on a bus within your own territory, your school and then you're sent into another school. And so you're walking down the corridor, you have all these people who don't belong to your school at all, talking amongst themselves. And because you're in a different uniform, you enter the auditorium and you're brought on stage. Uh, everybody has to pick out a topic and then it's like you know that none of them are your supporters because they're all from a different school it is very nerve-wracking very very nerve-wracking I think the same applied to most of the situations I was more often thought into you know like I even went for inter-school badminton competition having little to no knowledge about badminton obviously I, I you know I lost the match but, you know, like the coach of the opposing team would came up to me and was and was like, you actually have really good skills, but I don't think you're aware of the rules. <laughs> of course, I, I don't. But throughout my life and even in, in high school, like it's one of... I, I've been put in situations where I was given uh, no manual, I have been told to figure it out on the spot. Um, and that's something which I've carried throughout my life, even... When it came to moving to Canada, I've never visited this country before, did my own basic research. And uh, I just took the step. I think reality hit when I was crossing the Atlantic and I saw the waves on the, uh, you know, like uh, on the ocean. And that's when I realized that I'm actually crossing. And those waves seem really small from the aircraft. But I know that when I, if I were to get closer, they're huge. And, you know, when you travel to different parts of Europe, you you're mostly flying over land. Inside your head, you're like, ah, I can just walk home if there's a problem. But when you cross the Atlantic, you realize you just can't swim so much. But even before high school, I've I've been in different schools before that. Right from fourth grade, I was just suddenly made the, you know, the class monitor. The next school, again, debating. I was sent basketball team sent (laughs) having to little to no knowledge about what i was doing but you know it's amazing like other people saw more confidence in me than i was able to see in myself and i think that has been the learning experience so right from from middle school all the way to high school uh it's not your traditional you know you had the groups of bullies or anything it was uh A different setup. I think students in the high school I went to were more interested in seeing and supporting each other rather than bringing down each other. Wow.
0: You know, there's people listening, just wishing they would have had that kind of environment in high school. It sounds really nurturing. And you know, I think I need to say a little bit more about how we know each other. We met at OCISO. You were volunteering there,
1: right? I was, vo- I was volunteering there, um, for digital marketing and, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think something that stuck with me the most concerning you, Tonya, is that, um, uh, you were the only one because, you know, you're, when, when you, when you're in a new country, you're afraid to ask for help. So I just returned from a trip, uh, abroad and, uh. They beautifully lost all my summer clothing. So I was volunteering at that time and I was still coming into the OSISO office and my wardrobe was spring and summer. Nobody else noticed it, but it was you. You asked like, Anamika, why why are you wearing such thin pants? And I was like, because the airline lost my luggage. And that's when you recommended me dress for success. And that... And I still have, and since then, all my interviews from then on have, i been wearing clothes from Dress for Success. And it was your observational skill and it was your empathetic side. It was your, you know, like the caring side, you know, it's so easy to overlook people nowadays because we're all lost in our own world. We're all lost in our own worries, especially in the climate that we are in today. But that little gesture, that little observational power that you had and, you know, the bond that we had built, that's something which has always been so core to me that even after that, you know, when I found a chance to pay it forward and I did and uh, be it in any form, it's because you ignited that side of me when I moved here.
0: I'm having little chills on my arm, my friend. That makes me feel really, really special inside, and I just think that we had a fantastic time talking and laughing because we were sitting so close, and the conversations that we got to have, I had so much fun in that role and in that spot, actually, because I got to talk to everybody.
1: Yes. And you had and I can I can imagine why you had that divider, you know, because I would I would just like burst out and say something that'd be like silencio from your side. And then I would like look past and 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 you're not sitting there and I'd be like, and there's some days like because of your schedule, some days you would not be there and you could feel the energy in the office be like, ah, Tanya is not here today. You could feel it, you know.
0: That's very nice. That's very nice. Now, my question is, you're in this nurturing high school environment. You've got great teachers, these fabulous classmates. What career ideas did you have swirling around in your head in secondary school?
1: Well, the reason why I actually changed this school is because the previous school had limitations to only science and Mm -hmm. economics. You know, so I wasn't interested in that. And then, you know, coming from the family structure that I I have, you know, you have to be, um, you basically have to be next to an astronaut. That's the level of expectations that is there in my family. So it was, it was uh, the route um, that uh, that was laid out for me was uh, you either become a doctor, the usual ones. Uh, you have to do your master's. You have to do your PhD. Or you could become a lawyer if you want. You have to join the Indian Administrative Service that's considered as like the most prestigious ones. So all these roots were very, you know, and, and I can understand why they had these ideas, you know, like previous generation to my family. They had to, you know, they weren't all that educated. They weren't all that... Uh, Mm-hmm. um financially gifted or you know blessed education entered uh my mother's generation like her like her siblings it was the safe route to take the recommendations so you know they've come from a world where you have to to stay stable you have to follow these paths and then i changed when i went to the new high school i loved it because they had social sciences mm. they had they had history they had geography and these were the subjects i've always been interested in and it was like people, culture, micro, macro, social studies, you know, it was, and, you know, like if you go into biology or physics or chemistry, you know, it's very, very specialized. So what I liked about my school, the new school that I went to was that it was a very liberal school. Weirdly enough, on my, when I graduated from high school, for those of you who, who are listening to this and don't, who haven't seen me, I tend to be more on the healthier side. Not really uh, uh, fit in terms of what is expected of a sports sportswoman. They sent me for any competition, Namik cricket, field hockey, soccer. I don't, I don't know basketball. They were like, yeah, yeah, just send a I was like, what was written on me? Like, why are you send me? But, you know, it was like track races, uh, athletics, short put, discus, javelin, like uh, learning on the spot. It was more or less learning on the spot. Interestingly enough, uh, you know, we were all given certain titles and the title I was given was um, uh, sports contradiction of the year. Yeah, because, you know, sports people are seen as fit, lean. And I was the opposite. It was like Kung Fu Panda was able to do everything, you know, run really Fast, (laughs) faster than other people. So I think that's that's why I like my high school. Is because they're extremely liberal. That you could say was according to the standards that you have here. Very, very respectful. And uh, when you ask me about what I thought about what I wanted to do with my life, that school opened up your mind to more than just what society expected you to do. So this school had a lot of kids who were themselves came from entrepreneurial backgrounds. Their parents were entrepreneurs. That was new for me. Some of the students came from backgrounds who, you know, came from royal descent. There were some students who came from special economic categories. You know, you know, India has special provisions for people who have certain challenges when it comes to society. So, it just opened up my view on, you know, society is not linear. And that really affected the, the kinds of career choices I could have had. I, I was pretty, I was clueless, actually, what I wanted to do next. Because I loved everything. I loved everything. I want to do everything. So I think after that is when I, you had to go to university. So I think there's when, you know, it was, should it be sociology? Should it be economics? And well, I absolutely love history and the electives were economics and philosophy, which was, you know, it just gave me, and what I said, what I feel is it covers more than just studying about history. You know, you're talking about micro, macro, and when you're talking about philosophy, you're talking about how philosophy developed and how philosophy affects economics And how philosophy affects history. Marcus Aurelius, uh, Stoicism. Wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute. Marcus Aurelius is my absolute favorite Roman emperor. Yeah? Okay. So the fact that you're talking about him right now, I am beyond excited. I am thrilled to bits. Keep talking, my friend.
1: Okay, so you have no idea. Since moving to Canada in 2018, it's it's not like a smooth ride. It's so many potholes, so many speed bumps. It's been Marcus Aurelius and his meditations. Ikigai, Stoicism. It's easy to read. But difficult to imbibe. So even you know, last couple of days, I've been literally putting uh putting on Marcus Aurelius Meditations, literally listening to all of you know on repetition. And there's another one which I've been listening to almost every day, which is called Failing Forward. I listen to the audiobook. It's by John C maxwell failing forward you know when i look at when i look at my life it's i have failed so many times you know like right from debating to badminton to any kind of sport that i've been sent to i didn't realize i was always failing but it was the team at the school was like listen we're gonna still send you and what happened is i adapted and became better i was like listen this is what is needed of me i failed now i know why i failed I learned from the expert. I observed people, and that's how I became better. So I think Failing Forward has been has been a very good audiobook. And there are people who have gone... And usually, you know, when you are going through a tough time, you always feel like you are the only one and you have every right to feel like, you know, why is it me? You know, why was it me? There's a a very nice movie I would recommend as well on Netflix. And I, you know, during tough times, I watch a lot of true stories on Netflix and on YouTube as much as I can. And one of my favorite movies is actually called The African doctor. It's a story about this gentleman who moves to the countryside and faces a lot of challenges because of his background and his, you know, complexion and how his family is challenged. And, you know, you need to build trust in a completely new environment. So Marcus Aurelius, stoicism, feeling forward. Thank you for that.
0: I really enjoy John C. Maxwell as well. And the question is, how have you pivoted in your your life? But it sounds like there's been a lot of pivoting for you.
1: A lot of pivots. You know, I'm the kind of a person who would wing it and then see what happens. And I think that's where the learning experience comes is when you pivot. There have been several times you you feel like there's a trajectory that you're supposed to follow. This is going to be the safe route and you follow that route and somehow, you know, things change and you have to course correct. And the reason why I've been able to pivot in my life is not because I've done this alone. Like I said, you know, like I was sent for debates and other things is because I didn't think I was even qualified to go for those. It's because of other people seeing something in me, which I have not been able to see and them having that confidence in me, knowing that I will be able to handle it. And, you know, since I was a child, I was extremely resourceful, very, uh, dependent on myself at at a very young age. So it's being resourceful and having people somehow just trusting me in my abilities. I may make mistakes, but they know that I'm making those mistakes, but I'll improve it. And the second time it's uh, spot on. So when you ask, how have you pivoted in your life? You have to for survival. You have to pivot. Then I tell my family and friends like, oh, this is what I'm doing now. They're like, Uh, you know, old world thinking like, oh my gosh, like, what is this? So you have to educate them what this is. And so that's interesting because they have not seen that world. So it's very understandable. Mm -hmm. Maybe the next generation is going to be very different and, and I will have my own fears. I was like, are you sure this is the right career path for you? Then they will have to show me like, yes, it is. And then I'll be educated then. There's a lot
0: to look back on in your life. What are you
1: most proud of? My goodness. That I I take risks and you know, still being able to, you know, everything, anything which is thrown at me, and I'm the kind of a person who will always take that as a challenge. Like I if I the the thought of saying no and the thought of saying like, no, I don't know the answer for this, that rarely crosses my mind. I will go to Pluto to find the answer you know I will try and find and adapt and pivot and that sometimes is great and also I'm so being a quick learner and being extremely fast at times I have to learn to slow down but if you ask me what I'm most proud of is that I was able to move to Canada alone On my own, when other members in my family and other people, they've, you know, they've moved with their own family or because of work, they had to, they were able to transfer, you know. And here it was like I had none of them. I came without a job, not knowing many people, and still adapting and learning and meeting amazing individuals like you, Tanya. How would I have known that in five years that I would be on a podcast like? I didn't think of that at all. And here I am. It, and that's because of you. So I don't know, like to ask what are you most proud of is uh, giving a single answer is, is very difficult. Like, you know, taking appreciation for it as a single person just does not feel right because I know I've not made it here alone.
0: Interesting interesting that you would answer in such a way because I get that a lot of people help and propelled and supported you in all of this. But the fact is that it was you who came to Canada by yourself. That's an enormous accomplishment, my friend.
1: Well, I um crossing the Atlantic would be not the right time right now. So <laughs> I recently became a Canadian on the 11th of October. It, it was a uh, it, it you know I worked for the last 5 years for that. It's, you know, it it was it, you know when you when you're working towards something and it's actually happening. You can't really grasp the intensity of it. Of course, there was. It was done in a very, very official way. It was online, and you know, everybody. There's 135 participants that day. You know, you take your uh, picture with the judge. But I guess because it was, it was, you know, virtual. Maybe that's why. But it was just like this is something which I wanted. It was, uh, you know, like a a goalpost that I wanted to reach. Now I've reached it. Now, mm-hmm. what's the next thing, you know? I already felt quite Canadian when I arrived. So having, you know, when I was, t- I was uh, sitting for the test, I you know, I learned so much about Canada. And that's, that's exactly why I, the reason why I picked Canada was because when you study for the test, You realize it was, you know, like when you start as a student of history, you know, you study about different countries, you know, the French Revolution and then the the kingdoms and Japanese history, Chinese history, Indian history, you know, study history from all over the world. But what I loved about studying about about the Canadian history for my test is, is exactly, I guess, what resonates with me so much. It was the individual stories. It was the pioneers. It was the individual stories. People who took the risk, charted new territories, charted new routes, having no idea what they were doing. They were successful. That's what I loved about studying about the history of Canada. When you study about other countries, it's about kingdoms and groups of people coming together. But Canada in its infancy even you know it's a it's a more of an individual story you know and you know when you come from a country where there are a billion of us we are not seen because there are a billion of us so you have to be even more competitive you have to stand out even more over here it's more individual stories and that is what resonated with me concerning the history of canada you know, so when I when I took the oath, I mean, there were lots of people lined up. So you know, I forgot. Like you know, for me, it was a very ceremonial because it was virtual. It was very like a task to be done. You know, you interact with a lot of people. So you know, that feeling that you get when you're in person for for the ceremony was is very different. But then it, it I remember when I was studying for the for the test. That's when I got to learn so much more, and it was like. I was almost in tears reading about some people in the stories, you know? And I was like, I resonate with that. I really do, because you have to be your own fighter. Nobody is going to, they will support you, but end of the day, it is you who has to do everything.
0: You are so lovely. I totally want to give you a hug. Now, this is the last question. And I'm so excited and eager to hear your response to this. Do you have a motivational quote or words that
1: you live by? Well, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And that's that's happened quite a bit. There are quite a few more motivational ones that I have. And I just pick and choose depending on the situation I'm in. But the one that has resonated with me the most since moving here is this too shall pass. This is the one which has um, like Marcus Aurelius. It's very inspired Mm -hmm. from Stoicism. This too shall pass is inspired by Stoicism. The other ones is like, Mm -hmm. it's who do you want to be associated with? Mm -hmm. That's important. Like uh, surround yourself with the people who see the best in you, even if you don't see it in yourself.
0: Well, you know what? I think you're fabulous. I love listening to you. You're smart, you're dynamic,
1: you're enthusiastic. You're the whole package and a huge problem solver. You know, you asked me to write a small message for you when your book came out. That meant so much to me. I was you know like, you know it's, you've been, I haven't been here that long, but to have that kind of, you know, that value to be valued, uh, to even write that forward was, was amazing. And today I'm, I'm, I'm on a podcast with you. Who would have thought to think of me in that manner, to ha- see that value and be like, you know, having a Namika, I would love to have a Namika on this, really goes away, a long way in diminishing a lot of imposter syndrome as a person who has come from a completely different culture and, and country. You know, so, you know, I want to thank you for this this amazing opportunity to be on this podcast with you.
0: A big thanks to Anamika for joining us on the playground today. I really appreciate her sharing her pivots and her journey of getting to Canada on her own. I don't know if a lot of Canadians think of what it means to actually be Canadian. What our history is and how special it is to become a Canadian. A born problem solver, Anamika brings her resourcefulness, industriousness, and critical thinking skills to every venture she undertakes. She is very much always there for her friends and finds a lot of comfort in the writings of Marcus Aurelius, the Stoics, and the much more recent John C. Maxwell. I don't know about you, but for me, this conversation has inspired and motivated me. I feel incredibly lucky to be friends with the lovely Anamika. Please remember to follow me on Instagram at puddlejumpcoaching001, and I want to give a big shout out to the incomparable One Shani Fitz on Instagram. This week, Sue Fitzgerald made her 80th donation to the Canadian Blood Services talk about making the world a better place. Speaking of fabulous people, please do join me on the playground for next week's episode. I will be having another inspiring career chat with yet another amazing mystery guest. Until then, please do remember to surround yourself with good people. Be good to yourself and to others. Looking forward to next week when we will jump into the future together.